So forbearance is not free money. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's definitely not free money. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, it, it's a tool and it's a useful tool. And a lot of people used it during the last recession. And, but you got to just understand what it is. And yeah, make sure everything's in writing. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me as always on this hump day hustle, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome today. How are you doing, Todd? Doing fantastic. Um, Man, I've been getting a lot of stuff done at home. This whole uh, stay-at-home order has been pretty good. So I've been hanging out with the kids a lot. Ooh. Been uh, doing a lot of uh, diff- different stuff with them. We we go. We do. We're very active. Um, I always actually tell my wife. I said we should start a YouTube uh, channel here and show like the workouts that we're doing. I bet a lot of people would get a kick out of it. And, so yesterday we were on our, we've got kind of a, a patio, uh, not kind of a patio, we've got a patio in the back and we've got this wall um, and it's probably, uh, it varies because the, the yard isn't level, but at the lowest point, it's probably a foot and a half. At the highest point, kind of in the back, it's probably two and a half feet um, and we were doing jumps up on it, you know, so you're doing basically a lot of leg work um so we're doing that as a family of course i got a six-year-old so he's like doing donkey kicks and who else knows what but uh you know we did that and we went for a run the other day and um you know brought brought the kids my even my six-year-old went uh it was about a two-mile run um you know he he did that he kept about a almost just under a a nine-minute mile pace so that was pretty good um, but anyways, I thought oh, that'd be fun to do. But we're doing stuff like that. And I've been getting a ton of stuff done at the house. I am changing our trim out in our house to kind of some more modern style trim versus the 1970s trim. Um, so I've been doing that and, and able to get a lot done. So it's been good, man. It's been good. Yeah, very good. I, I'm also getting a lot done. I uh, just hired an editor for my book. So uh, that's moving Perfect. forward. Yeah, and I, I saw you mentioned something about Fiverr. Is that where you found the editor? Uh, no, I found a, a different website to go through that does a little bit more comprehensive stuff with uh, like publishing and design and such. So a little, little more expensive, but uh, a little better value. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you want to make sure you get quality and Fiverr. Not that you can't get quality, um, but you know, I think you got to do more, a little more uh, diligence on the prospect through a, a Fiverr and. I don't know what site you used, but use the right uh, resource. You're probably going to get a lot better results. Yeah. And if I like the results, I'll mention them uh, later. So. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's get to today's topic. No, it's, uh, today we're going to be talking about some frequently asked questions that people might be having around now you know, with all the coronavirus and all the things that are going on with the market and such. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, first question I got for you, Todd, is about uh, mortgage forbearance. You know, a lot of owners have been talking about this a lot online that I see of, uh, you know, should you do mortgage forbearance and what are the risks and benefits involved with that? Uh, What are your thoughts, Todd? Yeah, well, first, I mean, mortgage forbearance is basically just telling the mortgage company you're not going to pay your loan right now. And then the mortgage company saying, that's fine. You don't have to pay your loan. 
uh, right now uh, for X amount of time, maybe it's three months, maybe it's six months, maybe it's even a year or more. Um, and then they will basically just delay your payments. Now, every every bank has its right to do it differently. There's uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, that's more standard. Uh, but if you've got like a credit union or a small local bank, they've got their own um, you know, ways of doing things. And so you want to be really careful if you're going to do a mortgage forbearance because granted you might be going through some tough times, but I think that it's the last resort. Now, could you ask your lender for it right now? I think that doesn't hurt anything, but, uh, and maybe I should back up. It may hurt actually. Uh, and I'll talk about why that might hurt in just a second, but I'm going to talk about just like your own house or any loan you're personally guaranteed uh, right now. And what it can do is it can affect your credit. It can affect your opportunity to be able to get loans in the future. It can actually make it so where once the mortgage forbearance is taken off, you have to make massive payments to get caught up or to get caught up immediately. You want to understand what is going on with the mortgage forbearance and actually get it in writing and truly get it in writing. I'm not saying like a phone conversation, like you need to get it in writing from your lender before you make that first uh, or before you don't make that first payment. Uh, And I would make sure you understand all the risks that are involved in it. So you want to be asking those questions like, does this negatively impact my credit? Will I be able to get future loans? Um, you know, does, how do, how do I pay this back? What is exactly happening um, with this, you know, loan? Does my interest rate change? Do any of my other terms change with the loan? So you want to be asking those questions and then getting the answers in writing. Um, and now I mentioned non-recourse, let's talk about, or sorry, full recourse. Let's talk about non-recourse loans. You may, by asking for mortgage forbearance, actually, actually trigger what's going to now create that loan to be a full recourse loan. Okay. So you've got to be really careful that what you're not, what you're doing does not negatively affect that. Because there's all kinds of clauses in your mortgage documents that say when it becomes recourse. And so if you've got a non-recourse loan and you ask for these deferred payments and forbearance and they give that to you, you might have turned that loan into a full recourse loan. Uh, again, with all kinds of other things that you need to be looking at, which uh, which are just covered. But so, so really, I... I Get it. We don't want to get foreclosed on. So if it's between getting foreclosed on and, you know, and not, well, then we probably want to choose the forbearance. But if it's, we're asking for forbearance because things are going to be tight otherwise, well, you might want to make sure what's happening because I would rather have things be tight and uncomfortable than actually negatively affecting me for the next five to 70, even 10 years down the road. So forbearance is not free money. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's definitely not free money. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, it, it's a tool and it's a useful tool. And a lot of people used it during the last recession. And, but you got to just understand what it is. And again, make sure everything's in writing. 
Yeah. I see it as more of a last resort if you've yeah, extinguished absolutely. all other options. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, pay whatever you can, uh, you know, preferably the full amount of the mortgage payments. Yeah. Good. And then what about is now a good time to invest? You know, are, you know, I see a lot of deals still coming on the market, uh, but is there going to be a turn where these prices are going to go down and uh, I'm going to get some great deals? Yeah. And that's a hard question to answer because we quite frankly don't know where this thing is going to go. Honestly, Matt, I mean, if things, if things kind of get back to normal and normal is going to be probably a ways out, but if even things get back to semi-normal by let's call it early May, May 1st, May 15th, even June 1st, I don't think we're going to be as negatively impacted as some people think, right? We're having a couple of really bad months, but these months are, are people that are let go from their job, that these jobs are planning on hiring them back. Most companies are going to be able to withstand two to three months uh, so, and some company, companies will shut down. It's just going to happen. Some, there's some restaurateurs that were just barely hanging on as it was. They just started up or whatever it was, and that they're not going to be able to withstand it. Uh, so there are going to be long-term effects to this. But I, I would say for the most part, if this is done, let's call it mid-May, um, you know, phase, phasing out at least, uh, that, you know, we're going to be okay. Like, Things are going to be fine, and and you're probably not going to see amazing deals. But if this goes on for an extended period of time, uh, you might see some really good deals coming on the market. So is now a good time to invest? I would say probably too early to tell you yes or no. Like that's maybe not the answer you're looking for, but I would say if you find a really good deal, I'm still going forward with a, a deal that I think is an amazing deal. Um, but I'm also being very cautious here, um, in, in going forward and obviously paying attention to what the market is doing. And we've got time on our side, which is good, uh, for this property. But I, I would say if you're going put a property under contract, have a long due diligence period and have a long closing period with a, an option Due to COVID, you can even put that in there and actually like uh, the, the MLS, um, Minnesota at least, I don't know about other states, but Minnesota has a new COVID um, addendum and, uh, and right, you can add extensions in because of, of the negative effects of COVID. And so I would be doing that, like the, a, a free extension, a free 45 day or even 60 day extension. Uh, due to the effects of COVID and, and what it might do. That way, uh, uh, again, you've got an opportunity to back out if you need to. Uh, financing contingencies right now, I think, are huge. Um, and so I, I think going forward cautiously uh, with good deals is okay, but also being patient. Like right now, I'm not aggressively looking at anything multifamily. I'm not aggressively looking at anything, quite frankly, in real estate, um, just because... I don't know where this market's going yet. We're too uncertain right now. But if a good deal fell in your lap, you would take it. Absolutely. And I still look, like I, I look at these deals that are coming on the market, but for the most part, they're just not deals for me right now. And really they weren't before either. <laughs> so, 
So if you're not sure whether this is necessarily a good time to buy, uh, what about selling? Is it a good time to sell? I would say, again, kind of depends, but I would say yes. The market has not seen a negative downturn in pricing yet. Now, it has seen a negative downturn in the amount of showings that we typically see at this time of the year. But if you compare, um, and, and this is Minnesota specific, if you, uh, Twin Cities specific, if you compare the Twin Cities from January through today, we're actually seeing as much or more activity than we did in January. So we are still seeing activity. However, January is like our lowest, slowest month. And typically we see a big, big upswing by April. Uh, but we are seeing activity still. Um, I did sell, I put a property, not necessarily even on market. I sold it off market, but I did do that while this COVID was going on. And then we're, we're still going through with the sale. There's still a lot of unknowns, right? And so I think um, be prepared if you're going to sell a property, be prepared for the deal to fall through um, and understand that. Now, my properties are tenant occupied. Tenant occupied properties, you can't ask a tenant to move right now until, uh, I think it's until May, I believe. Um, so we can't, can't kick property, can't, can't kick tenants out. Um, and I think we can't give them notice. Uh, so I think, I might be wrong, it might be June now. Um, I'd have to check that. But anyways, you, you want to make sure you know those rules. Like when does a tenant, when can it, when can you ask a tenant to leave? I was actually strategically going to plan on selling a handful of properties this year. Uh, and I'm, I'm selling one, but I am waiting on a couple, couple of other properties um, to kind of see what happens. And quite frankly, because they're single family houses and I can't kick the tenants out. Like I can't ask the tenants to leave and I wasn't going to kick them out. I was going to ask them to leave. Uh, maybe the same thing. I don't know, but, uh, but I can't do that right now. So I'm going to wait, obviously, and it might negatively affect my sale price because if this market does go down, I might have a negative effect. But I think if it's possible, if you want to sell, I think now is a decent time to sell. Just understanding that, you know, sales might fall through. Uh, it's a little bit of a different market right now, but I still think you're going to get close to the same price you would have gotten four weeks ago. Hey, I want to interrupt uh, real quick and just... Say, if you're looking for some help, if you are interested in multifamily investing and you want to dig deeper, now's a great time to connect with me and talk about what that would look like, how I can help you get to the next level. And I know there's a lot going on right now, so it's kind of confusing. Should I jump in? Should, what should I do? Well, I can tell you this from experience. Now is the time to learn. And now is the time to really understand how to take that next step because there will be opportunity. Opportunity probably isn't going to happen for a little bit here, but the opportunity is going to be coming or potentially uh, coming, depending, of course, on how things shake out. Now is the time to be learning. So when that does come in six months and 12 months, when that comes, you are ready to take action. You're ready to take the next steps and you're ready to actually take advantage of what could come down the pipeline. Uh, so now is a great time. I'd love to help you. I'd love to help you get there uh, if you're looking for that next step. So reach out and go to coachwithdex.com, coachwithdex.com, 
and, uh, and just do a discovery call to see if it's a right fit for you. The other couple things I want to mention, uh, we got the North Star Real Estate Conference. That's been put on hold, but it's still coming. We're going to be doing it in the fall now of 2020, and we'd love to have you there. Love to have you. Love to be able to shake your hand uh, or give you an elbow bump, whatever is the, the in thing at that time. And uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic information. We've got a bunch of great speakers that are still planning on coming. So I'd love to have you at the North Star Real Estate Conference in Minneapolis. You can go on to nreconference.com and click uh, and get your tickets with the promo code EARLYBIRD. Uh, the last thing, again, I just want to say I really appreciate you listening to this show and I hope you're getting a lot from it. I would love to hear from you on what you want out of this show. If there's anything that we're doing that we could do better, if there's any way we can serve you in a better way, I'd really love to know that to be able to take some time and help cater this show better to my audience. So you can uh, definitely give us a note, uh, Pillars of Wealth Creation. You can give us a note. Uh, you can um, write us on Facebook. We've got our Pillars of Wealth uh, Facebook page. You can connect with me personally on Facebook. I'm uh, just Todd Dexheimer. Um, so you can, I don't think there's too many of me. Uh, so you can connect with me and just let us know what we can do to help better serve you. If you've got guest suggestions, if you've got uh, questions that you'd like us to ask, uh, our, our hump day hustle. So love to really make sure this show is about you and not just about us, of course. I really appreciate you listening and, and being a, a loyal listener and uh, subscribing and helping us build our audience. Let's get back to the show. A lot of rentals come up with uh, lease renewals during the summertime. Uh, would the summer be a good time to still increase the rents, you know, your usual $25 or, or whatever, uh, or should you hold off on that? If you've got a unit that's coming up for renewal right now, I would not touch the rental amount. I, I, would, I would not. I, I would not increase it at all. I would just sign the new year lease at the current rates and be thankful that you're getting the same rates uh, because there might be a big pullback in rental rates. We might see a 10, 15, even 20% decrease in rental rates, depending on what happens. Again, this is all depends. So I would say just leave it alone, keep it and lock them in for another year if you can. Okay. Now, if things shake out really good and it's all of a sudden uh, June and things are looking bright and your lease renewals is coming up in July or August, well, then sure, we can talk about raising rents. But as of right now, as things stand right now, I would say no way. No way. What about raising money for deals at this time? You know, a lot of people are kind of pulling back and trying to shore up their money. Uh, can you yeah. still raise money from investors for new deals? Sure. You can still raise money for investors, but you're going to get a lot of investors that are just at a, on a, in a wait and see mode right now. Um, they're not aggressive. They don't want to be aggressive. They're, they're wondering what's going on. And like all of us, right? There's, there's just no certainty to the market. When there's not certainty, people don't want to make 
big decisions. And it's a big decision to put 50 or 100 or 200K into somebody's deal. So can you still raise money? Yes. But I would say, look, if you were good, if you planned, if you knew you could raise, let's just throw out $2 million. If you knew you could raise 2 million, I would almost cut that in half and just say, look, I probably only can raise a million right now in this market today. Now, again, once certainty happens, whether it's, whether it's our market does take a negative shift downwards and we, we start to go down hard. Well, when that certainty happens, when investors are like, hey, we know where we're at, you can raise money again. If it again stables out, you can raise money again. It's going to take a little while. There's going to be a leg. It's not going to be like, oh, we know we're crashing. Now go raise money. It's going to be, we know we're crashing. Let's wait a little bit, six, eight months down the road. And now I can start raising money because people have accepted where we're at, okay? But that uncertainty is, is what, what makes it difficult. So can you still raise money? Yes, I would say you're gonna probably raise half of what you thought you could. And what is the lending environment like right now? Can I still get big loans with very low interest rates from the banks? Yes, very difficult. So if you've got, Excellent credit if you've got excellent history. And I'm going to talk in it as an investor, right? Because as a single family, it's a lot easier. Like your single family, uh, the house you're living in, uh, it's just a lot easier. It's agency backed. It's, you know, it's, it's government backed. Um, so it's just, it's just easier. Uh, but if you're getting like <clears throat> investor, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or even local banks, uh, man, they're pulling back hardcore. Uh, a lot of the big banks, a lot of the big banks have put a lending freeze out there. And so even though interest rates are low, they're not lending at all. Because again, uncertainty creates, uh, you know, creates uncertainty for everyone. They don't want to lend. They don't know what's going on. The banks that are still lending are requiring a lot more. They're requiring more reserves. They're raising their interest rates higher than the, their spreads are higher. You know, interest rates should be like 3% right now, maybe even less. Interest rates on investor loans are much higher than that right now because they've increased their spreads to mitigate some risk. They've increased their down payment requirements. Uh, they're going more for high credit uh, and, and very experienced investors uh, versus kind of a newer investor. So, and then like, like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac recently, um, you've got to, I think, have 12 to 18 months worth of principal and interest payments for a reserve account. Um, you've got to be able to show that in liquid capital. So, you know, if you're, if you're beginning, if you've got a mortgage that's, uh, well, let's call it $100,000 a month, um, they're going to require... $1.2 million or maybe even 1.8 in your bank account to be able to show that. So, so they know you can withstand whatever's coming. So can you get loans? Yes, but it's going to be way harder. You've got way less resources. It's just different. It's totally different. What if an investor is house hacking where they buy a duplex, triplex or fourplex and live in part of it and rent out the rest? Yeah, I think they'll be able to find a loan pretty easily um, during that. Now, understand, you're probably going to pay a little bit higher interest rates, even though mortgage rates have now been coming down, so that's good. Uh, but you're still going to pay a, probably a little bit higher interest rate than you were uh, 
about, let's call it four weeks ago. Um, but it's still nice and low. So you're, I, I don't, I haven't checked it today, but I, we're under 3% now again. So uh, still pretty good deal. And I think you'll find a, a loan. Now, if you have spotty credit or something like that, um, then it's going to be much more challenging. You might not get it where four weeks ago you would have gotten it. But I, I would say, yeah, that that's a lot more likely. Uh, so with the stock market, you know, the old adage is to buy low and sell high and the stock market is kind of lower right now than it was uh, recently. Is now a good time to buy stocks? Um, look, there's value stocks that I think anybody should be looking at right now. I, I highly believe the oil industry is a great place to probably be putting some money right now. Um, things are low, they might get lower but I don't think they're going to get much lower. I mean, they, I, I don't see how they can. They've, they're, they're low right now. So, um, so that would be definitely something to look at. And other value stocks, you know, look for stocks that are undervalued that really took a beating. Um, but stock market's very volatile. It's very emotional based. So if we get a, a continual spike. If you know, there's prediction here. I think President Trump said there's going to be a hundred thousand deaths in two weeks, and that was last week. So, um, you know, we we would have to see a massive spike, obviously, for that to happen. I think right now we're right around that ten thousand death rate. Um, but if that happened, I, I think that would put a shock to the stock market um, quite a bit. So I think that'll have some negative effect. If it doesn't happen, though, the stock market's going to continue to click along. It's been pretty stable now recently. Again, they're emotionally driven, and there was so much uncertainty just a few weeks ago that it just went down, like it poofed. And now people are like, okay, well, we see what's going on, so there's a little more certainty in the market, so it's being a, a much more stable and be, behaving um, probably a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, I think now would be a good time. I think there's value stocks. I think that you have to be prepared to potentially lose uh, some money if you do invest in it, but it's going to go back up. All things do go back up and it'll be back up to 30,000. The Dow will be back up to 30,000. Um, you know, eventually I'm not going to say it's tomorrow, but eventually it'll be back up. Yeah. It's hard to predict exactly how it's going to go. You know, neither of us have a crystal ball that we can look into. Yeah, just, I mean, stocks are so emotional. That's why I, I have a hard time putting a lot of money into it. But I bought some oil uh, recently. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, it's, it's not my favorite uh, game to play. But uh, there's, when there's opportunity, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, makes sense. You mentioned earlier about uh, showings are being reduced right now uh, with the COVID-19 what are your recommendations if people need to do showings to be able to rent their properties out or to sell them? Yeah. So I think, uh, be, be smart about it. Look, if, especially if it's a vacant unit, if it's a vacant unit, it's pretty easy. I, in my opinion, um, set up a, a lockbox and allow people to go into your property without you. Um, or open the door up for them. If you, if you think, ah, oh, that's a bad idea. Well then open up the door for them and allow them to come into the property and walk it without you being in there uh, and stay away from them. Um, 
you know, do your social distancing. So I think that's okay. Uh, I think the other thing though, that's really, really valuable right now is virtual show it. So really get a good quality video of the unit, of the property showing, especially if you've got cool features like pools and workout rooms and stuff like that. Do a drone footage if you want to. I mean, this should be in your normal marketing anyway. So now is a great time to make that part of your marketing to drive people in there to know that, look, I've seen this property. Like, I don't, I know I want to move in. Like, I want that unit. Um, so show them that. And, and actually show the regular unit that you're moving them into. So you can say, this is unit, you can do the, the whole drone and, the, and all the common areas and stuff like that. And then just throw in the unit that you're going to have them move into. Uh, unless all units are the same, then it really doesn't matter. But, you know, show, you know, this is unit 102 and walk in the door and you can show them a nice video of it. And I think a lot of people will rent without really seeing the property, they'll apply, allow, allow uh, applications to be done online, you know, allow everything there to be done online. We already do all that stuff uh, for us, but the more you can do it to where it's just convenient for people, um, the better. And I think that's going to serve you beyond just this, right? It's, it's going to serve you in the future coming up with new ways to really show properties. And can I do these virtual showings just with my phone or uh, is it worth it to pay the extra money uh, to have it professionally done? Yeah. I mean, you could do it with your phone. Sure. But I think it's worth the money to actually get it done the right way. Actually have a nice video and, but it's up to you. You know, if you're on a budget and you can't afford that, then yeah, do it on your phone. Uh, any other advice that you have for people right now? Uh, for rental showings or for, yeah. for anything? Uh, anything with uh, real estate? Yeah, I think just patience, man. Patience. You, you, look, we're all going to get through this. Um, and some of us are going to lose properties and that sucks. But we're all going to get through this and there's going to be opportunities. So be patient, look for opportunities and get, look, here's the thing, Matt, is opportunities are going to look different than they looked in 2008. You know, prior to, prior to probably even 2012, there was no such thing as turnkey properties. Nobody, there was no turnkey property providers. And all of a sudden that industry popped out of what we saw. These people would buy these foreclosures, these complete dumps, and they would fix them up. And then they're selling to investors that don't want to do all that work, but still provide them a little bit of upside and then even be the managed property manager and uh, in the future. And so like, that's big Airbnb popped out of it, um, which obviously is hurting right now. But I mean, look, there's opportunities that are going to pop up that you're going to be able to take advantage of. If you have your eyes open, if you're paying attention, if you're listening to what the market's going to demand, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for you. So I think that's a, a, probably one of the biggest things is pay attention and be willing to accept a new opportunity and not just stuck in what you're doing or what you were doing prior to COVID-19 um, potentially crash. But um, just be open, just be ready. And, and, uh, and no opportunity is going to be coming your way. And so then... What do you do right now? Well, you've got to be busting your butt doing things to 
to learn, doing things to uh, pay attention to uh, what's going on in the markets, paying attention to what people want. Anytime you can solve a problem, that's where you're going to make the most amount of money and you're going to help serve the most amount of people. Yeah, I believe there's no such thing as luck. It's just being ready for the opportunities that come your way and uh, really using them the best that you can when they do happen. Yep, absolutely. I agree. Awesome, man. Uh, any other questions? Uh, no, not right now. Cool. Well, that's, uh, that was good. I hope, uh, hope people got something out of it. If you have questions that you want us to answer on future episodes, feel free to let us know. You can go on our Facebook page and, and type them there. Um, or, or you can email one of us as well. I'm Todd Dexter. I'm signing out like every day, Saturday. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.